0: It has been established that the persons who have recently died have been returning to life and committing acts of murder. The
1: first simply disappeared, the other two died.
0: How is everyone doing this evening? I hope you're doing fantastic and ready to be spooked. It is I, your certified nightmare prescriber, Ashley Lana, and I was sitting here preparing for this week's episode, I was going over my notes, and the frequency in the room changed, and I glanced over, and my fucking cat's eyes caught the glint of light from my candle and lit up like a christmas tree and i wasn't ready for it so it scared the hell out of me and i'm officially ready for this episode (laughs) my cat man god she just knows the right time to get all up in there and freak me out so my cat is named wicca after the pagan religion that practices witchcraft And i thought that a good name for the lullaby fear podcast listener cult because we love cults and together we will become a cult but we don't murder people (laughs) i'm calling us the black hats society our true crime darkness loving eloquence officially has a title so let's get started last week we discussed the child murderer Albert fish he was fun he was a hoot And earlier this week, I posted a poll to the Lullaby Fear podcast Instagram page asking if you wanted to hear a case about a cult or dark history, and 68% of you had chosen cult. However, I will be taking more time to research the crimes and the murders within the chosen cult, so it will be next episode, volume 6. This week's episode is a shorter case for that reason, and it's bananas. It's insane. It's insane. I still wanted to give you all something scary to ponder over before bed. So with that being said, this is The Fear Podcast. Welcome to Lullaby. It is said that twins share an everlasting bond, one that creates a telepathic link between the minds that nobody can interrupt. This case is insane. It deals with multiple levels of twists, that will make you scratch your head and wonder how much you really know about somebody. So get comfortable, because sweet dreams are made of these. The following story contains subject matter involving graphic descriptions of murder, suicide, and mental illness. Please take into consideration that some topics may be disturbing for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. It was the evening of May 19th, 2008, when a woman began skittishly wandering the dimly lit streets of the city of Stroke of Trent in New England. The woman was Sabina Erickson. She was wearing a green shirt that belonged to her sister and was only carrying her laptop and a thousand British pounds in cash. The world seemed to close in around Sabina as she searched in a daze for her twin sister, Ursula, but she was nowhere to be found. It was 7 p.m. when finally Sabina seen someone. Two male figures came out of the distance and approached her. She immediately noticed their dog. Bending down to say hello, she struck up a conversation with the men. Sabina explained her situation and expressed that she was in need of a place to stay. She asked if there were any hotels or bed and breakfasts around. She began to feel her nerves creeping up on her. Something was not right. One man offered to Sabina that she could stay at his house. Sabina accepted. Back at the house, the two men began to see the paranoia setting into Sabina. She was constantly standing up and peeking outside the curtains. The men insisted she relaxed, and then they gave her a drink. It was around midnight when Sabina fell into a deep sleep. One man left for home, leaving the other man alone with Sabina. The next day a neighbor was standing inside their home and witnessed a terrified Sabina burst out of the house across the street. Immediately, a bleeding man staggered out of the house, holding his body. He saw the neighbor and quickly yelled, She stabbed me and collapsed to the ground. This is the true crime story about Sabina and Ursula Erickson. A madness for two. Sabina and her twin sister, Ursula, were born in Sweden on November 3, 1967. They grew up in a seemingly normal household with an older sister named Mona and an older brother named Bjorn. Sabina and Ursula both loved spending time together and did not get into any trouble with the law. In 2000, Ursula moved to the United States and Sabina moved to County Cork, Ireland with her boyfriend and her two young children. It was in 2008 when Ursula flew to Ireland to finally get to see Sabina after years apart. The two decided, for reasons unclear, to go to England. The sisters departed by ferry and arrived in Liverpool at 8.30am the next morning. They proceeded to travel to St. Anne Street Police Station, where they informed authorities that they were concerned about the safety of Sabina's children. The police followed up with the Irish police. The police discovered that Sabina and her boyfriend had had an altercation the previous night. By then, Sabina and Ursula Erickson were gone. At 11.30 a.m. the next morning, the Erickson twins were boarding an express coach bus heading from Liverpool to London on the M6, the longest motorway in the United Kingdom that stretches 230 miles. The two women sat on the bus and were enjoying the ride until they both began announcing that they were not feeling well and they had to pull over. Their behavior became increasingly erratic as the driver found a stop. The bus driver slowed the bus to allow the Erickson twins to use the bathroom at the Kiel station, even though it was not a routine stop. It was roughly 1 p.m. when the bus driver noticed that the twins were exhibiting very suspicious behavior. They were holding their bags to their chest as if someone was going to take them away. The bus driver asked if he could search their luggage for any illegal paraphernalia. The twins adamantly refused, holding their bags even tighter to their chests. A manager of the Keel service station became concerned about the demeanor of the women. Their paranoid quick movements, their mumbling together, and their shifty eyes caused a worry among the others nearby. The bus driver refused to let the Erickson twins board the bus until they let them search their bags. When they refused a second time, The service manager called the police soon after the police arrived they left stating that both sabina and ursula erickson were harmless cctv cameras captured the footage as the twins began walking down the side of the motorway and began to jump the barrier to cross the other side sabina ran out into high-speed traffic and in front of a hatchback seat leon the highway agency was alerted that two women were on the m6 acting erratic more officers immediately arrived on scene. It was the same day the popular BBC One show, Motorway Cops, was filming an episode. This documentary-style TV show follows roadside police, similar to the North American show, Cops. The camera crew and the motorway cops arrived, and both Sabina and Ursula stood calm and normal with an officer in the background. Once the officers arrived, reporting officers began articulating the incident on camera explaining how sabina was hit by a car and now seems miraculously all right and has zero injuries at that moment ursula without warning began walking onto the high-speed motorway the officer reached out to grab hold of her arm ursula broke free and ran in front of a semi-trailer going 56 miles per hour or 90 kilometers per hour in the footage her body is seen colliding and rolling beneath the trailer her shoe is seen rolling into traffic and not a second later after, Sabina ran in front of an oncoming Volkswagen Polo head on and rolled onto the pavement. Police immediately called for the ambulance and rushed to stop traffic and aid the sisters.
1: Yes. Right. The other one, she's gonna run it. Oh no! Mike Alfa, Mike Alfa. we need ambulance, senior officers to the scene, we've got two possible fatals. Have you ever seen that before? Yeah. That's a first. Yeah, haven't they? What the hell were they running for? Stay where you are, stay. Oscar Tanga 3-3, three, three, on arrival, both females have ran out into the carriageway. First female has been hit by HGV in lane two, serious injury. Second female has been hit by a small vehicle in lane one. Got two serious casualties. We're gonna need air arms over.
0: Ursula miraculously sustained only two crushed legs and was rendered immobilized. Sabina was knocked unconscious for only 15 minutes. When the paramedics arrived, they began treating the twins on the road. Ursula looked up at the people trying to help her and began spitting, scratching, and refusing to be assisted. Ursula shouted at the policemen, I recognize you, I know you're not real. As Sabina was further away, she yelled at her sister, they're going to steal your organs. Sabina rose to her feet and started screaming for the police to come and help them despite the police and the ambulance already on location.
1: We're police, we're here to help. No, I recognize you. I know you're not here. Shh. Stay, oh. stay still. Stay still. Oh. Right, she's got a company fracture. What is it? Right leg. Yeah. Are they Irish? What Swedish. Swedish. No, come on, my love, come on. You hit your head. Calm down. We are, we are the police. We are the police. Oh. Calm down. Calm down. No, you're hurt. Calm down. Calm down. Calm. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Oh. Calm down. I'm going to. Mine's very aggressive, spitting at me. She is very badly injured. I don't know what's going on. You're hurt. Calm down. Calm down. Calm. down. You're hurt. Fucking asshole. Whoa, Calm down. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stay, stay, stay. Have they got a collar or something they can stick on her? will yeah. not work, really. She needs everything. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Right, don't get going anywhere, okay? Just chill, chill, okay? They're gonna steal your organs. It's okay, my love, it's all all right. I'm trying to make sure you're okay. Right, where's Paul? Oh, Oh, shit, where's Paul? right, where's Paul? Stay. Stay! Stay Stay there, calm down, calm down, calm down.
0: She fought back the police when they tried to calm her down and restrain her. The officer said, Quote, her strength was absolutely phenomenal the only time I'd ever dealt with people with similar strength are those that have been under the influence of drugs or under the influence of alcohol Sabina proceeded to run away down the motorway and jump over the barrier away from the chasing officer who was shouting for her to stop and calm down he explained that he understood this woman was not going to stop until a fight broke out the officer knew that he was dealing with a deranged woman Another officer tried to help restrain Sabina, but two were not enough. A third person, who was a retired police officer, offered his help. Even that wasn't enough. It eventually took six officers to fully restrain 40-year-old Sabina Erickson. The M6 northbound was shut down for more than four hours before an air ambulance arrived to transport Ursula to the hospital. Sabina was taken by land ambulance. Sabina was taken into custody where she acted very normal. She was cooperative and non-violent. Her drug and alcohol test came back as negative and this was a shock to the police. The officers acknowledged that she rarely questioned about the location or state of her injured twin sister, Ursula. Sabina pled guilty to assaulting officers and resisting arrest and the trespassing on the motorway. She was sentenced to spend one day in prison but Sabina argued that the previous times she spent in custody should be taken into account for her time in prison. And with that, Sabina Erickson was released without any psychiatric evaluation. It was in the evening of May 19, 2008, when Sabina Erickson was released onto the streets of Stroken Trent, United Kingdom. Alone and confused, Sabina began searching for her sister to no avail. It was 7 p.m. when Sabina seen 54-year-old retired paramedic Glenn Hollingshed and his friend Peter Malloy walking a dog. Sabina approached the two men and began petting the dog, asking them for directions to a nearby hotel or bed and breakfast. Glenn took pity on Sabina and offered to let her stay at his place nearby for the evening. The three walked back to Glenn Hollingshed's home and spent the night talking with Sabina. Glenn and Peter had become increasingly concerned about Sabina's heightened paranoia and erratic behavior. She was getting up and peeking behind curtains. Peter thought that she was possibly running from an abusive relationship. Glenn offered her a drink to help her relax, and after a while, Sabina did, but would grow serious and evasive when she was asked about her sister, or what she was doing in England. At one point, Sabina offered the men cigarettes, but then would quickly swipe them away, claiming that they may have been poisoned. Sabina told the two men that she was searching for her twin sister, Ursula, and never mentioned anything about the M6 motorway incident the day before. Glenn graciously offered to help her look for Ursula the next morning. She accepted it. It was closing in on midnight when Peter Malloy had enough of Sabina's strange behavior and he went home, leaving her to stay the night with Glenn Hollingshed. The next day, Glenn called his brother who worked at a hospital to locate Ursula in one of the neighboring hospitals. At 7.40pm, Glenn began preparing dinner for himself and Sabina. He left the house to go ask his neighbor, Frank Booth, for some tea bags. He then turned and went back home. Not even a minute later, Sabina Erickson barged out of the house, wielding a hammer, periodically slamming herself over the head with it. Glenn Hollingshed stumbled out of his house. He was yelling, she stabbed me. The neighbor peering out of the window quickly called the police. Sabina was captured by the CCTV camera running down the street. A passing motorist witnessed Sabina smashing the hammer into her head, and she was profusely bleeding. He pulled over to try and stop her. Sabina pulled out a hidden roof tile and began attacking the motorist with it. Striking him across the head, he collapsed, and it stunned him. This was enough to allow her to escape. The paramedics had arrived and began chasing Sabina down the street. It was at the bridge located at Heron Cross, where Sabina jumped from a 40-foot bridge onto the A50 highway to escape. The impact of the fall fractured her skull and broke both her ankles. And again, Sabina survived. Sabina Erickson was immediately rushed to the North Staffordshire University Hospital. The hospital ran tests and found zero traces of drug or alcohol in her system. On June 6, 2008, Sabina Eriksson was arrested and taken back to Sweden for her trial. During the interrogation, she pled guilty to manslaughter with diminished responsibility, claiming she had minimal control and recollection of committing the acts. Both the defense and prosecution claimed that Sabina was insane at the time of the murder. Sabina's defense attorney argued that she suffered from hearing voices and was a secondary sufferer of a rare condition known as folie et dieu. is so interesting. So folie et deux in literal translation means a madness for two. So this is defined as an identical or similar mental disorder affecting two or more individuals, usually the members of a close family. Okay, stay with me here. So according to the Indian Journal of Psychiatry, the term folie et deux includes several syndromes in which mental symptoms, particularly paranoid delusions, are transmitted from one person to one or more others with whom the apparent instigator is in some way intimately associated so that he or she and they come to share the same delusional ideas. In the past it was described as folle communique in 1860 by Ballinger and as folle due in 1877 by Farlet. All right? so many symptoms have been used to describe this condition which mainly reflect the idea of the condition's transmissibility so communicated insanity contagious insanity infectious insanity psychosis of association that's actually my favorite one (laughs) and double insanity although this condition involves two people it can extend from the original subject to three four or five people the idea of this is absolutely insane which makes sense as to why if you had a crazy family and you didn't really associate with them but then the occasional family reunion you all go to like the same community hall and like have dinner and it's just a clusterfuck of crazy people folled that is it just walk in and be like folled folled now that we're all learning French, folie deux is the shared psychosis that Sabina, who was the secondary sufferer in this case, was influenced by her sister Ursula, who was considered the primary sufferer in previous actions on the motorway. So, although Sabina wasn't with Ursula at the time of the murder, Sabina was still in a state of insanity from the previous day. During the trial, Sabina was completely sane, which makes sense as to why the police were like, no, she seems very normal, she seems harmless, but you put her in a room with her sister? follet du. Sabina Erickson was sentenced to five years in prison. The judge ruled, quote, It was one of the most difficult cases I'd ever had to sentence. While the mental illness resolved quickly, both psychiatrists agree it was serious, and that she behaved that way because of her illness. She was suffering from delusions which she believed to be true and they dictated her behavior it was a sudden onset it was a serious illness while it lasted and it resolved rapidly sabina only stated one thing when asked in depth about the murder quote no comment in prison she had turned to christianity to help her through her sentencing she was eligible for release in 2011. Glenn Hollingshed's brother, Gary, told the news that he believes the criminal justice system failed his brother by not giving Sabina a proper psychiatric evaluation prior to her release into the public. He went on to express how his brother Glenn was always first to help someone in need. But if the proper mental assessments were done, then he may still be alive. Quote, We don't hold her responsible. The same as we wouldn't blame a rabid dog for biting someone. She is ill and to a large degree not responsible for her actions. But her mental disorder should have been recognized much earlier. What a rendezvous that was. The madness of Ursula and Sabina Erickson, the twins of madness. The idea of two people suffering from folie et deux is insane. And it's a little cool. Subtract the murder and the suicide pact attempts. The idea of getting a higher form of church giggles, and if you don't know what the church giggles are, it's pretty much any scenario where you're with your best friend and everything is funny and it's usually in times when it should not be. I'm kind of comparing it to that. It's not the same and I'm probably gonna get harked on for saying that, but I'm trying to make some light out of this situation, alright? So, for the state of the sisters, let's keep them apart for the rest of their lives, because currently Sabina lives in Norway with her boyfriend, and Ursula is back in the United States. So, them being together again could trigger another spark of insanity, but let's, for the meantime, keep them continentally divided and definitely away from traffic.
1: There'll be more, many more. They're coming for me now, and then they'll.
0: Continuing our never-ending quest to find a scary movie, this week, I am recommending the Shudder 2019 film, Z. It is Z, it's not Zed, and that's because in the film, it's pronounced Z. (laughs) It's a really good film. It's about an eight-year-old boy who meets an ominous scary being that manipulates his life, just fucks up his entire life. And when you watch it, there is this bathtub scene, and... Do you remember the nightmare on Elm Street scene where Nancy's sleeping and then the arm comes out from between her legs? Yeah, this is a lot more of a jump scare than that. And absolutely no fucking way would I ever take a bath again. That is all. Last week's horror movie short I recommended the Smiling Man on YouTube, and this week's horror short film is The Bells, written and directed by Virat Pal. It's on YouTube and it's one of my favorites because it's such an interesting concept. It has to do with auditory and hearing, and it, it's a different way to view a horror movie. It's really good. So it has a runtime of 7 minutes and 27 seconds, and I will post the link on this episode's description so you can watch it. I had a recommendation this week from a member of the Black Hat Society, Antonio Lopez. He introduced me to a new show on Paramount Plus called Evil. And I got one minute and 21 seconds into the trailer and I was like, yep, I'm into it, I'm watching it. And it's currently bookmarked and I'm going to start watching it. The premise surrounds a skeptic forensic psychologist who joins a trainee priest to investigate paranormal cases in the church. Dream job, that would be my dream job. That'd be so good. So watch Z and watch the horror short the bells. Tell me what you think. I tried to scare you, now you try to scare me. Tell your friends about the podcast, rate and review. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this week's lullaby. Sweet dreams. Lights out.